the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we are serving in Wesley Chapel in Tampa and Brandon in our newest location in St. Pete along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation. We're honored to serve the listening audience of Tampa Bay's Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Shalom, and let's pray this morning. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King, uh, everything we do, we dedicate to you. And we dedicate, Lord, this morning, as we are learning about sharing, Father, your, the faith, the faith that you've given us with Jewish people, Lord. I ask that you open the eyes and the hearts and the minds of everybody listening, Lord, so that their heart would be to share not only with Jewish people, but everybody in the world. So, Lord, I, I do pray that this would be a, a great teaching right from your heart, Lord. We bless you and thank you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, this is going to be part two of sharing with Jewish people, and there is so much to talk about. I hope you find this is going to be interesting, because what I'm trying to do in these first few um, programs is give you some insight into the Jewish community so that you can feel more confident and and that you'll understand a little more. You might have to listen to these programs a couple times. Some of the statistics I'm going to give you uh, this week will be um, hard to take in all of it, but I will try and do it in such a way that, that you will uh, be able to uh, retrieve it and certainly listen to the program again. I do want to remind you that I do have resources. If you call our office, 813-831-5673, we'd like to send those out to you. We'll email them to you. And uh, also, we'd love for you to help support our program. So you can go on the website, uh, heartofmessiah.org. You can call our office. Um, you can email me if you have questions. Uh, and I'm hoping that you'll have a lot of questions after these first two uh, programs. So we talked last week about why you should share with Jewish people. 
We're not going to do that again, uh, but we are going to go right to the three different types of Jewish people that are more, most traditionally that you will run into. And we said that they are the Orthodox, which are the very religious, the Reform, which are the least religious, um, and the conservative, which are the middle of the road. Okay, but we're going to look at this more specifically, uh, realizing that the reform also have plenty of secular in them, just based on the fact that they're reform, and we'll, we'll look at that. So let's, let's look at a few different subjects and see how these three groups differ. First of all, if you look at the history, the Orthodox or the very religious were practicing, they were Judaism. (laughs) They were Judaism actually until the 18th century. That's right. And the idea there is they sought to preserve what you would call classical or traditional Judaism. Uh, reform, which is, again, the least religious, uh, emerged um, with the emancipation from ghetto life in the late 18th century, and it sought to modernize Judaism, and thus it, one of the purposes was to stem the tide of Jewish people assimilating into German life. And so uh, that was its purpose, and it was sought to be progressive. The conservative, which again is the middle group, the conservative Jew, uh, emerged in the 19th century as a reaction to the reform uh, because they wanted to be a middle ground attempting to maintain basic traditions, but also adopting to modern life. Now, one of the interesting things when you talk to people and you uh, Jewish people and you ask them, "Well, are you what? What kind of a Jewish person are you?" Uh, and they say they're Orthodox. Uh, many people I've spoke, spoken to said they were Orthodox just because their parents were Orthodox, but they're not really Orthodox at all. At any rate, it, it, it becomes interesting. So let's look at a couple other differences from these three main groups. Um, So, how they look at Scripture. So, the Orthodox, remember the very religious, see the Torah, which is either the first five books of Moses or all of the Hebrew Scripture, or just considering the law, is truth. And man must have faith in its essential and revealed character. A true Jew believes in revelation and the divine origin of the oral and written Torah. Now, let me stop here for a second, because the key here is that not only do Orthodox believe that the in the divine origin of the written word, but also the oral word, which is like a commentary of rabbis, the the discussion of Torah. And so the Talmud and the Gemara and the Mishnah and even Kabbalah later on, uh, these are 
considered to be divine in the Orthodox community. Now, there even within the Orthodox community, there are different thoughts. But if we're generalizing, that's how the Orthodox community looks at it. Now, the conservative or the middle of the road guys, uh, the Bible is the word of God and man. It's not inspired in the traditional sense, but rather it's dynamically inspired. And uh, revelation is ongoing process in the evolutionary sense. So you get a sense of, of, of where they are. And then the reform, which are the least religious, uh, revelation is a continuous process. The Torah is a human document preserving the history, culture, legends, and hope of the people. It is valuable for deriving moral and ethical insights. So you see, there is really no power as such in the written word to the reform Jews, but they do feel that it's good for ethical insights and moral insights. Let's do a couple others here. The Orthodox view of sin. Well, first of all, none of the three believe in original sin. Secondly, the the Orthodox, uh, they believe that one commits sin by breaking the commandments of the law, which is in Scripture. The conservative Jews do not believe in a sin nature, and the individual can sin in a moral or social action. And the Reformed Jews do not believe in, as I said, original sin, but sin is reinterpreted as the ills of society. Okay. Um, Which is why... Again, things change in the reform movement because it changes with society. Let's look at a view of salvation. I'm sure many of you are interested. What do Jews think about salvation? Well, um, in the Orthodox community, which is the religious group, uh, repentance uh, and prayer and obedience to the law is necessary for salvation. Now, the conservative or the middle group, uh, they believe very similar to the, what the reforms believe. And so that both of those groups believe that when you better yourself and you better society, God will save you. If in, tr- if in fact, that is even necessary. Okay. Let's look at the view of Messiah. In the Orthodox community, the Messiah is a personal, superhuman being who is not divine. But he will restore the Jewish kingdom and extend his righteous rule over the earth. And so, the Orthodox are waiting for the Messiah. The conservatives and the reforms share a similar belief Instead of believing in a Messiah as a person or a divine being, they favor the concept of like a utopian age towards where mankind is progressing. Okay? Uh, Let's do at least one more. I think you'll find that view of life after death will be interesting. 
So in the Orthodox community, uh, they believe, well, half of them do and half of them don't believe in a physical resurrection. Um, but they, those who believe it, the righteous will exist forever with God in the Garden of Eden. And the unrighteous will suffer, but there are a lot of disagreements as to where their ultimate destiny would be. Now, again, the conservatives and the reform are together in this area. Um, There is no concept of personal life after death. Um, One of the differences between the conservatives and the reforms in this area is that reform have been influenced a lot more with Eastern and New Age kind of philosophy uh, about one great impersonal life force, while the conservatives have a little less influence by Eastern thought. So uh, there you have it. I think that uh, it's interesting to understand the differences in these groups. And even when you hear somebody identify themselves with one of these labels, you can't be sure that they're going to fit the generalizations that I've given you. Now, there is a fourth group. And that fourth group is called Reconstructionism. Now, when I was growing up, um, that was just beginning, it seemed. And that group was uh, considered not even Jewish. Um, But it has um, increased since my growing up years. And what they believe is... They reject the assertion that the Torah was given to Moses at Mount Sinai, and they see Judaism as a continual process of evolution, incorporating some Jewish beliefs and traditions, but mostly with the needs of the modern world. So they are more reform than the reform, if that makes any sense. Um, And so many times you will see both within the reform movement and the reconstructionist movement, you will see, for instance, synagogues that might cater to homosexuals and gays. Um, That would be an example. We see that women, as an example, uh, are certainly rabbis and cantors. Cantors are the people who sing the liturgy. Um, In the synagogues, certainly in Reconstructionist and uh, Reform, Um, also gays can be rabbis in both of those groups. In conservative, it's a little more conservative, uh, but we are seeing now women rabbis and women cantors. We do not see that in Orthodox Judaism. So this is a good place to, again, mention to you, if you have questions about this, want to even talk to me about friends of yours who are Jewish and, and w- want to ask me questions, would you email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, and I'll try and answer your questions for you. Now... We further understand the Jewish population, and of course these are generalizations, um, certainly by experience, which I can give you, but also there was a Pew poll done, I believe it was in 2013, 
And this really gives us a lot of insight into the Jewish community. Um, let's look politically at party identification. And I'm going to look at two different groups of Jewish people in most of these uh, thoughts here. So there will be the Jews who have no religion and the Jews who have religion, who are Jewish, who consider themselves religious. 68% of religious Jews are Democrats or lean to be Democrats. Jews who have no religion, 78% lean towards being Democrats, as opposed to the general public, which would be 49%. So you can get a sense of the liberalism as well as the pro-democratic thinking in the Jewish community. And even though these past couple years you would think it's changed, and though it has changed a little, the numbers are still pretty, pretty high. Um, okay. So let's go to the next one. Uh, let's look at Jewish views on homosexuality. Religious people who are Jewish or they consider themselves religious, 80% accept homosexuality. 91% of those not religious accept homosexuality. Uh, if you were to compare that to the Christian population, 50% accept homosexuality and 42% don't. So that gives you a little comparison of the two groups. How about how Jewish people, and again, remember, this is a poll uh, from the uh, Pew Foundation, and this refers to Obama's handling of issues. The religious Jewish people feel that he is handling the economy well, 57%. The non-religious, 68% are for him in this area. Now, surprisingly, the, his policy towards Israel, 62% of the religious are for him. And 54% of the non-religious are for him concerning Israel. And uh, dealing with Iran, again, 52 and 53%. As opposed to Christians who feel 39% uh, are for him in the economy, 38% concerning Israel, and 44% concerning Iran. Just so you get some comparisons again if we're looking at the size of government 51% of Jewish people who are religious and 64% of the non-religious think that the size of government should be bigger and provide more services uh, as opposed to 39% of Christians feel that way now you'll find this one interesting Let's look at some of the religious practices. How about weekly attendance at synagogue? 
14% of religious Jews. Did you hear me? 14% of religious Jews attend weekly synagogue. 1% of the non-religious Jews. 55% monthly and 31% never. Now, these are Jews who are religious, right? <laughs> okay, let's look at the next category was importance of religion. Religious Jews say 31% were very important, 35% somewhat important, 33 said not important at all. <laughs> And Jews of no religion said 8% very important, 9% somewhat important, 82% not at all. Now look, you're saying, well, why am I telling you all this? This is really important for you to understand. When you uh, speak to Jewish people, you, you have to understand where they're coming from. Listen to this one. Belief in God... The Jewish people who were religious, 39% said yes, absolutely. 41% said less certain. And 16% of the religious people don't believe in God. <laughs> now, of the Jews who have no religion, 18% yet said they believed in God. 28 were less certain. 47% said they do not believe in God. You know, these are just amazing things that you, you, you look at. Um, Jewish people who had a Seder, a Passover Seder, the religious, 78% did, 22% didn't. But the non-religious, or, the, you know, the, they 42% had a Passover Seder, 58% did not. Fasting on Yom Kippur, the most uh, uh, solemn holy day of the Jewish calendar, 62% of the religious fasted, 37% didn't. Of the non-religious, 22% fasted and 77% didn't. Um, amazing. So... <laughs> I will close with this one. The, the, these next three are really interesting. Jewish people who attended other than Jewish services, you know, like a Christian service or something else, which are two and one percent. But uh, how many Jews had Christmas trees the previous year. 27% of religious Jews did, and 51% of non-religious Jews did. Is that amazing? <laughs> there you go. And we'll end with this. This, can one believe in Jesus and still be Jewish? 30% of religious people, said, of Jews, said yes they can and 47 percent of jews who had no religious affiliation said yes they can this is amazingly 
an increase. And so we see the importance of Messianic Judaism and the importance because Jewish people are now seeing that it is beginning to be possible. If we took this poll 20 years ago, the the numbers would probably be zero. And we can see what God is doing. This is an amazing thing. And as you partner with us to share with Jewish people, we are going to see such a great turnaround. Are you getting encouraged or excited? I would like to send you these uh, resources. Call our office, 813-831-5673. And again, if you would like to... uh, Give us uh, a gift to help stay on the air. Again, call us or go to our website, heartofmessiah.org. If you have questions, email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. And may you have the heart of Messiah this day as you seek to strengthen your role as a disciple, as his disciple. Amen. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.